welcome to the Dragon Thistle Rugby Pod. Uh, my name's Sean. I'm joined by Mike. How's things? I'm good, mate. Yeah, yourself? Yeah, good, mate. Yeah, I'll just say from the start. Obviously, we uh, we missed a week, so we haven't we haven't done a podcast for two weeks. Unfortunately, we've had some technical difficulties. Not that we don't want to do it. We're still here. We still want to talk about rugby. Still want to chat shit. Uh, so that's the reason. Uh, can't be helped. Hopefully, from now on. Um, should be getting podcasts every week. So, uh, yeah, sorry about that. But uh, obviously, we're back now. How's uh, things, mate? You been up too much? So, I'm currently in a enforced isolation due to work, uh, just a work thing, basically. So, yeah, two weeks isolated. So, it's my fault that we didn't do the, uh, the pod last week because the location I'm in has no Wi-Fi or very limited Wi-Fi and only two bars of 4G signal. So, we're doing this on my phone on 4G and hoping it works. Yeah, yeah. No, no, listen, these things can't be out, mate. It's uh I mean I considered I considered just doing it myself. Um but I mean I'm not sure I'm interested enough to talk by myself. I think no. I'm the talent as well, mate, if we're honest. Yeah, that's it. That's it. That's it. <laughs> I, I won't deny that, mate. You're the you're the superstar. I kind and of I think do. we've got we've got more Scottish listeners than Welsh listeners as well. I think so, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's to go by, yeah. No one wants to listen to me. Um, I, I I just ask the questions, me mate. You give the answers. So, all right, yeah, no, yeah, that's it's just one of them things, isn't it? So, but uh, yeah, we get by, we get by. I haven't really done much, me. I wasn't drunk last weekend. That's a bit of a shock. I know people won't understand it, but yeah, no, I've been drunk. I will be drunk this weekend. I'd imagine I'm going out. Out this weekend. Ow, ow. Out, out, first weekend of the Premiership, in it. So uh, yeah. we are rugby people, but we also enjoy our football. So yeah, out, out with the misses. New tattoo today. Sore arm. Thanks very much, Carl. Awesome work. If you want any work doing, don't see Carl at the Minerva Lodge Club in Chester. Like, oh, I like it. Advertising. I like, like it. Like, like trying to Did you get a discount? That. Did you get a discount for that? Uh, he probably doesn't know I've said it, so hope he has been listening. So uh, maybe a discount on the next one. I've still got a bit of work to do to finish the arm. So, it's like that. A bit of advertising there for you, Cole. No, in all seriousness, though, like his works top notch. Like to be fair, even if my missus does hate it, <laughs> but she hates them all. So, <laughs> well, see, my missus liked my tattoo. It's my mum. I thought my mum was going to hit me when I showed her my new tattoo. She was raging, absolutely raging. I was like, mum, I'm 37. <laughs> according, to, according to Emma, my mum hates tattoos. Every time I send her a picture, she's like, oh, it's lovely, dear. Probably like <laughs> when she when she sees me face to face, she'd be like, you've ruined yourself, haven't you'll you? Get, you'll get slapped. You'll yeah, get slapped. You've ruined yourself, haven't you, at 37? <laughs> I'll be, like, be like, yeah, all right, mum. So your, your week's far better than mine. I'll try and get the sympathy from the from the listeners now i'm basically in a two-week enforced lockdown on a on a camp with no or limited wi-fi we're only allowed out to exercise for one hour a day it sounds like i'm in prison and uh, we get taken for our food for dinner and um yeah that's about it i mean listen let, yeah. why, why don't we just tell them the truth mike got arrested the other week where we had his leaving do we haven't really wanted to say anything <laughs> Um, he's got a bit. He's, he's managed to get like a black phone off one of the other prisoners, and this is how we're doing the podcast. Yeah, if my mum listens to this now, she'll actually believe you as well. Like, I heard you. <laughs> Michael, 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 what did you get arrested for, Michael? 
I'm definitely not in prison, although it feels like I'm in it, prison. It was exposed himself in public, <laughs> and people were impressed. <laughs> nothing, right. nothing to see here, mate. Nothing to see here. Right, let's let's move on before we do get you into trouble either month. Yeah. No one needs that. Uh, right, so yeah, I'm, we've both got a few bits of, of news. I'm pretty sure most of it's the same. I'll do sort of the, I might as well do the Welsh side because there's a few things we'd probably talk about the same. So uh, obviously, because we haven't been on for two weeks, there's been a little bit of stuff happening. So Greg Bateman signed for the Dragons, uh, finally from Leicester. Good signing. Apparently can play all three positions in the front row. Impressive if you can do that. Um, yeah, good signing, add strength to the Dragons. Um, announced today that Leon Brown um, was the tight head in the Pro 14 team of the season. Just shows his improvements. I think if he can improve his scrummaging, I've said it before, if he can improve his scrummaging, Wales will have one hell of a player for the next sort of 10 years. Um, hopefully that's the area, that's the area that's, that's, the area that's um that, that he sort of struggles out at the moment, but if he uh, if he kicks on, he'd be. Uh, His try the other week was epic as well, though. Yeah, oh, as mobile props go, he's mobile. I'm I'm almost tempted. I'd be almost tempted to say, listen, lose a little bit of timber. What he'd be a class number eight him, <laughs> where he carries and the angles he cuts, like yeah, he'd be class number eight. But yeah, tight heads. We need tight heads as well, so maybe that's a bad idea. Uh, last thing on on uh, for, for Welsh rugby. Uh, read today that the WRU are taking a 20 million loan out. I think originally they were going to ask the Welsh Assembly for it, but I think they've, they've gone to a bank. Uh, this is the 20 million is going to be given out to the regions to help them during COVID to keep uh, their staff, um, uh, the staff all in jobs, uh, and it's to be paid back over the next five years. So hopefully, um, I know there's. There's been a bit of a change with the with all COVID, but hopefully we can get people into ground sooner or later. And it helps all the clubs, not just the Welsh clubs. Uh, rugby needs people in stadiums and grounds to to keep going. So it's good news. I suppose they probably don't want to take a loan, but if it helps keep the regions going for the foreseeable future, it's a good move. So that's that's everything I've got for uh, on the Welsh side. Um, I know you got a few bits of the Scottish side, haven't you? Yeah, so um, I'll go with, because you mentioned the Pro 14 team, so six Edinburgh players made this Pro 14. So you got Pierre Schoeman in at Loosehead. Got um, Mollard the other week, didn't he? Mollard. He's not, he's not come back in his, in his good form, in fairness. I think uh, he's probably, he's, he's, he probably needs more games, I think, to get up to speed. But he, he was, up until lockdown, he, he had been effing, yeah, in fairness, yeah, and I kept yeah. Rory Sutherland out of the team. Um Grant Gilchrist, uh, he's done well getting second row. He's he's done well. Bill Bill Matter, I was surprised Bill Matter was in the team. I don't think he's been as good this season as he was the the season before. Um, but you know, still class class number eight. And then um, Jaco van der Waal, uh, Duhan was always going to get in there, and Blair Kinghorn as well, uh, which is good to see. I do think Blair Kinghorn is uh, developing into a very very good fifteen. So it's good to see him there, in there as well. Um, so yeah, six Edinburgh players, which is was very very good to see. I didn't didn't expect six being there. I do think uh, if Matt Scott had uh, had stayed at Edinburgh, he'd have been in that team of the team of the season as well. Sorry, um, but obviously we've gone over to Leicester. I think uh, they've taken him out the out of contention because his stats were were very good up until he left. Yeah, I, I said to you obviously before we start recording, I feel a bit sorry for Josh McLeod. 
Um, I get the number seven. Uh, he got in. I think it's Will Connors from Leinster. I understand this. Leinster went season undefeated. You could, you could almost say majority of that team could be Leinster players, couldn't you? Uh, I felt a bit sorry for Josh McLeod just because of the season he had. They had the most turnovers by a country mile, and that's before the law changes in the last couple of games. Um, so yeah, I feel a bit sorry for him, but I understand it. To be fair, it was. I think the team was always going to be dominated by Edinburgh and Leinster just because they had, especially Edinburgh. It's the first time ever or for a long time they've actually competed at the top end of the table isn't it so yeah uh, yeah fully deserved fully deserved uh, and then oh, so, 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 I know we're going to speak about the game later but I'll just because it was in the news Cockers came out and he um, obviously kind of blamed the players for the defeat just saying that you know there's internationals in that team that didn't step up um, you know he did I don't want to say threw him under the bus but he did kind of you know he left it there for the players to take responsibility, and they, and they didn't take, and they didn't take that responsibility. They didn't step up. You know, they had the game, you know, won really, twelve points up with twenty minutes to go. You know, it's just then about managing the game, and they didn't do it very well. They gave away, you know, a lot of penalties, and um, I, I, I quite like the fact that Cockers came out and said that because um, previously he's always said, like, "Oh, we're the underdogs, we're the underdogs," and you know, now he's come out and just said, "Look, we, that was a game we should have won. The players have got to step up and take responsibility." And hopefully they'll t- kind of take that responsibility into the quarterfinal that we'll have with Bordeaux in a, in a few weeks, which takes me on to my next point, which is um, obviously Frank Murphy, who refed Edinburgh against Ulster on Saturday, is refing that game. Now, his performance in that game obviously has been heavily criticised, obviously mainly by uh, Edinburgh and Scotland fans. But for me, an Irishman shouldn't have been refing Ulster versus Edinburgh in, in a semi-final, such a, such a big game. Get a Welsh um, ref. Welsh ref, Italian ref, whatever you want. Um you know, for me, you know, he did make some some pretty glaring al- errors. There was a neck roll on Darcy Graham, and I think Schumann got clotheslined not long before Ulster went away and scored a try. Uh, I do feel, you know, for Frank Murphy as well, he didn't obviously get much help from his uh, his touch judges or the video ref in them kind of instances. You know, um, they've got to highlight things to him as well. So it'll be interesting to see how he performs in the in the uh, Edinburgh Bordeaux game. Um, you know, I'll be, be interesting to see if. Uh, if he, he refs it the same way or, or if he does get more help from his uh, from his extra officials. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. I, 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 listen, I, uh, straight away, when I seen that, and it was Frank Murphy, I, I, I seen it online, I think it was on Twitter or something, on, on our Twitter account, and someone put like, it's crazy. I think it's crazy. You could have, I mean, I think they're trying not to put Nigel Owens into games at the moment to give other people experience, but I think just, just throw him in. Throw him in, or or put one of the younger Welsh referees to ref the game, and Nigel Owens on the touchline, yeah. helping him out in a sense. Yeah, it just it the, the problem with Frank Murphy is to be honest. I thought he, I get what you're saying, the bits he missed. I thought he actually had an alright game. The call at the end took some big balls to do that, but it was absolutely spot on. Yeah, I thought it was correct. Yeah, we'll, 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 obviously we'll talk about the game, um, but he kind of. He, he kind of got set up in that game, really, because obviously with the things that happened, people are always going to say, Irish ref, when you could, you, technically it should have been um, a Welsh referee or Italian referee. It should have been someone else. And even if Frank Murphy was a touch judge or something like that, he shouldn't have had the whistle in the first place because whatever happened, he was there for criticism. And I, I agree with you, there was things that he missed. Um, and on the flip side, I'm glad you said it. To be honest, on the flip side is 
things like neck rolls, things in um, if Schumer was taken out and things like that. Like, these are all things that a TMO should be looking at in the background and going, Frank, you missed something there. Or it's like even the touch judges. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm glad you said that because obviously, you know, it, it is easy to, to blame the ref. I don't think he should have been in that situation in the first place. Um, and probably does make it worse that he's refereeing your quarterfinal. <laughs> <laughs> Um, because he's probably seen all this criticism, hasn't he? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Because he's playing Edinburgh's favour. Because he might try to do Edinburgh's favour. Well, maybe <laughs> yeah. he might he might do uh, a couple of calls. Um, but yeah, obviously we'll get to we'll get to the game. So we'll speak about it a little bit more. Uh, the other bit was you mentioned it before we came on air. So I don't know if you want to chat about it, but obviously about the Eight Nations. Oh yeah, so yeah, Eight Nations. Um, I believe it's been finalised. Everything I'm reading is is this is it now this is it but obviously um, Georgia actually taking Japan's place instead of South Africa I'm quite happy about that I can yeah, see the, I can see, I can see the appeal of South Africa but I, 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 you know for how long have we said Georgia deserve a chance in Six Nations or to be competing against these teams and not to give them their chance when they're on the doorstep also they're in a bit of uh, they're in a bit of strife financially and by them playing in these games, if they can make any sort of money, it just helps. It just it grows the the, the game in the northern hemisphere. So I, I was made up. Obviously, there's been a, there's been a switch in the groups. So Georgia are joining the uh, Wales, England, and Ireland group, and Fiji are now joining Scotland, France, and Italy. Uh, like you said, it's a, quite a good point. I didn't think of it. Obviously, Scotland are playing Georgia in a friendly, aren't they? Yeah, 24th of October. Yeah. It's not confirmed, but it's pretty much happening. So yeah. that's well, why yeah, Georgia moved groups. And... Yeah, so Wales are playing France as well. That's yeah. that, that's the rumour now. So obviously that's why that's not swapping. So that's, a, that's the reason why the groups are there, let's be honest. Wales play Scotland two weeks before this starts. They don't want to put us together. Ireland are playing France and Italy. Hence why yeah. another group. So that's why England, England are playing Italy. Yeah, exactly. So that, that that's... Why the you know this whole thing that there was a draw is utter bullshit. Just confirmed it. But to be honest, I think it actually evens the groups out a little bit. The switch, I do think it, it evens the groups out a little bit. You can have your top end teams, um, and then sort of middle of the road, and then your Georgia. And I'd put Fiji ahead of Italy. I, I probably would. Um, I think Georgia are ranked better than Italy. Probably are now, mate. I think no, I think they are, aren't they? Yeah, I think they are. I think they are. So um I think it's worked out. I think it's worked out well actually now, change them over. Um but we'll see. Hopefully it happens. Hopefully there's crowds. Um uh, there's talk of only twenty thousand now because uh, it might go back to where instead of a one meter rule on the ground, a two meter rule. So it drops it down to forty, down to twenty. But I I just want some rugby, international rugby as well. You know, it's the bread and butter. Um I love the club game as much as I can watch the club game anyway. Um, but obviously we missed out at the end of the Six Nations, didn't we, big time? Yeah. Um, so uh, hopefully uh, it all goes ahead. Um, Just another one with that Eight Nations as well, though. I've heard or read some, I think it was on Twitter again, that um, on about putting a, uh, Amazon Prime have put in like a bid. Oh, sorry. Prime. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it'd be a one-off. It'll be a one-off, and I can see why people would be annoyed because there's a lot of rugby on, pay to watch. Um, but I was, I was listening to I think it's the Attack and Scrum, 
And they were talking about it and they were saying it's not necessarily a bad thing. It's not like Premier Sport because if say if you subscribe to Amazon Prime, you've got TV, films, a lot of stuff, a lot of other content, haven't you? Yeah. And they've had, they've had football and they've had, uh, I think, the US Open. And they were saying... And it's, uh, like, and it's cheaper than Premier Sports as well. Yeah, and they were saying the coverage on there has been really good. Yeah. And they said, you've got to think about it. Obviously, Amazon have, have a bit of controversy surrounding them. But Amazon is a worldwide entity, isn't it? It's a worldwide company. To have someone Amazon backing you, it'd be the sort of thing where they'll they'll be all in on it. So everything, the presentation, how they do it, they'll be all in on that. Yeah. So it might not necessarily. I know it's pay it's, it's pay to watch, but it might not necessarily be the worst thing. I think on a streaming service isn't bad because if it was on a Netflix as well, say I don't think they would, but imagine Netflix got it. Yeah. You could pay. You could get. You could get a month's free just to watch the rugby. Yeah, fair on it. Well, most people can get someone else's account. I probably shouldn't say that out loud, but obviously someone else can sign into your account. But then yeah. if, if you pay your £10 a month, you get TV, movies, whatever as well. So at first when I read it, I thought, God, I don't want, I don't want that. But then I realised I get Amazon Prime free with my phone deal. So Yeah, I've got Amazon Prime as well, so it doesn't bother yeah. me. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't bother me. I can the only issue will be is like, as long as it doesn't go on ITV, because they always put fucking Clive Woodward on. and He does my fucking tits in. So, uh, yeah. sorry, a bit, a bit of swearing there. That's how much he annoys me. No, we, we can swear on here, mate. It's all right. We're big boys. Fuck, yeah. shit. Um, no, yeah, ITV. I'm not, not a big fan of ITV, to be fair. Um, although, when you when, when people like rate them together, I was reading an article before the World Cup, and they were like, yeah, if you rate if you rate the people on ITV and BBC, ITV is better. But I don't know. I think it's because I've grown up on the BBC, and I'm so used to, like, Gus Scott, Andy Nicholl, uh, John, Jonathan Day, but you'd rather I prefer when it's Sonia McCoughlin, yeah. But you're used to them people, aren't you? Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know, I don't know, maybe it's nostalgia, but yeah, anyway. A Nations, hopefully, it comes up. Uh, last bit I've got, we spoke about this off thingy. Uh, I think being a rugby cost, uh, rugby podcast, we should talk about Owen Farrell's tackle yeah. one because I'm not his biggest fan, and two. A little bit. I swear. I'm going to swear again. Fucking shocking. <laughs> it is, isn't it? So, so How this is where describe... me and you, me and you, slightly, slightly disagree. So, I think, like all the, like all the stuff on Twitter about it is like, all right. It's probably some of it went a bit extreme. It was a bad tackle. He got his ban. Whether you try and take into account the things he's done previously, which he didn't get banned for. Unfortunately, because he didn't get any punishment for them, they, they can't be taken into account. It has to be on what his record is and probably what it's been in the last couple of years, which is it's pretty, it's pretty good, to be fair. Now, I think if it had been a normal person, mate, I'm trying to, I'm trying to like liken the tackles to stuff and things that like I like, think who else has done them kind of tackles. But I think, you know, his... If it had been someone else with a similar record as Owen Farrell that got character witnesses in, it'd have been exactly the same. I don't think he got any special treatment because he was England captain. Uh, however, I think he got special treatment on Twitter in terms of getting abused because he's England captain and obviously people don't like him. Uh, if he'd got the 10-game ban, I probably would have gone, mm, that might be a bit too much. So I do think five is there or thereabouts about right. 
I don't know. So obviously, I, I, I do feel a bit differently from it. And I do think, and I know you said to me, Sarah, would you think differently if it wasn't Aaron Farrell? I don't, I don't disguise it. I don't think you disguise it, really. I'm not really his biggest fan. I, I don't really like him. Um, <laughs> um, but, you know, I'm Welsh, so that's, that's obvious. I doesn't think, I, I, it's not, I don't, I, I don't, I think he's a good player, but I don't like him. Now, I get it. Obviously, his, his club coach was, was always going to be on it. Eddie Jones was always going to be on it. What I didn't get is they got someone in like a charity to talk about his charitable. Yeah, team. I mean, that's... that is just, I mean, to me, that is ridiculous. Not, I mean, it's nothing to do not with rugby. The, that's not the RFU asking for it. That's obviously the people. No, obviously, yeah. It's, on, it's, his, on Owen Farrell's behalf. Yeah, of course it is. To to, yeah. Um, but to me, I think that tackle's that bad. And there's been some bad tackles. We talk about George North. He could have really hurt someone what he, what he did. He got four weeks, didn't he? So, um, I think that, I mean, this isn't Owen Farrell's fault, but the whole judiciary system is, it's a, it, it's straight up. They thought it was 10, uh, 10 weeks, but if you plead guilty, it goes down and then it goes down to obviously how he's been, his previous record. And obviously, he did get banned for a similar sort of thing. I know it was about four or five years ago. Um, I just think you, they're, they're, trying, they're trying to, at the moment, they're trying to make the game safer, aren't they? They're trying to, uh, with the law changes and things, neck rolls, obviously we'll talk about that a bit in the Edinburgh game, um, and things like that. Like, I think you've almost, you've got to start, not just because it's foul, all players, they've got to start making an example. And this whole thing that that tackle is worth 10 games, but because somebody's, and not just that, but because somebody's come on and gone, listen, he's a really nice guy. He's not like that. Um, those people are going to say that, though, aren't they? His, yeah, his, his Saracen's coach isn't going to come and go, he has got a problem with tackling. And he has got a problem with tackling. It's more embarrassing that his dad is internationally world-renowned coach, coached at the highest level with the Lions, with England, head coach of Ireland, as a defence coach. And Owen Farrell still can't tackle. And so this is what I said to you, wasn't it, about the tackling? Like Owen Farrell is clearly a diligent professional and obviously works hard at his game. He obviously does his kicking. He obviously, you know, his passing and, and his game management and all that kind of stuff. He's been told for a long time now that his tackling technique needs to change. And from what we're seeing, it hasn't. And the way it's still, it's not changed. He's not improved it. He's not going lower. They say when he was swinging arm. Is that the Eddie Jones thing? You know, when Eddie Jones is told you need to pick this person, he doesn't because arrogance away. Don't want to. Hear it. I don't know. I don't know what it is with Farrell. I don't know. But that that tackle. I know someone said he ducked down. He did duck down a little bit, but it wasn't enough. He's. I mean, they said it in the rugby pod. If you listen to Andy Good, I know you haven't listened to it yet. But if you listen to Andy Good, Andy Good, right? He's gone to do that, lad. He's seen him and he's gone. I'm going to have him. I think he got snapped twice that's not long before it, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. And he, I think he kicked the ball away and he was chasing. I don't think it was the best kick either. Um, and he's gone to do him. And that's, there's nothing wrong with that. That happens in rugby, doesn't it? You know, you can go and smash someone legally. But the way he's gone with his arm, completely out of control. For me, if you're going to reduce it, reduce it by a couple of games. And this is not because I don't want to see him play for England. It's nothing to do with that. That poor kid. I, listen, he's 18, but he's on the pitch playing with adults. So I don't think the age thing can come into it. I know some people have said that, but at the end of the day, if if you're old enough, you're there, aren't you? Yeah. But that, that, that lad's not playing for the rest of the season now. 
And I know out I, for two, week, two weeks, is it? Is that yeah, but that's, that's pretty much the rest. I think they've only, because they've crammed so many games in, haven't they? I think they've only got a couple of weeks. So I suppose he's missing the rest of the season, but he's young. I mean, that could affect him. You don't know. You don't, I, mean, yeah. I don't know. You could go on forever about it. I think if you're going to reduce it, reduce it by a couple of games, by a couple of weeks or a couple of games, whatever it was, I think you could have hurt him a little bit more. And then I think he might learn his lesson. Other people might learn the lesson. They might think, oh, we don't get off as lightly now if we say, yeah, I'm guilty. I'm really sorry and stuff. You know, I don't know. I don't know. You could go on about it for hours, but we're going to try and make this pretty quick because obviously you haven't got uh, the best of six. Using all my data. <laughs> Using all Mike's data here. Using all his data. His data is from his dodgy prison phone. Yeah. All right. So you get, you get filled in in the showers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to comment on that, mate. That was too easy. You just left that hanging out there. Uh, right. So swiftly moving on, we'll get away from uh, Mike getting done in, in the showers. Whatever you want to take from that, we'll move on to your semi-final. Obviously, there was no Welsh teams in the semi-finals this weekend. We decided to give the Scots and Irish a chance. Um, Edinburgh Ulster mate Ulster winning 22-19 last kick of the game first and foremost Ian Madigan that is one set of uh, nutty he's got there unbelievable, yeah absolutely not just unbelievable kick, kick. I thought, he played I well when he came on he, yeah but I thought the kick that he did from, from the, the try, try from the yeah, th- on the side was a good kick that was on the, right on the uh, touchline uh, yeah, so I thought that was a, a very good kick anyway yeah and then the um, the kick at the end like I don't think it was like a difficult kick in terms of, I think he would normally kick that nine times out of 10 anyway, but the pressure he was under, he hadn't been on that long. Um, okay. you know, that, that's what, and it, and it was to win the game, you know, fair yeah. play is a, is a, a big set of, uh, although, although, a, a bigger set of kahunas than you'd probably argue than the Edinburgh show because Edinburgh with 20 minutes to go, were are 12 points off and they've, uh, you know, they've thrown the game yeah. away. I will say on that kick, which obviously people, I don't think people have said, they've just said, listen, Ian Madigan, Massive balls, great under pressure. I will say, which no one else, I haven't heard anyone else said, if he'd missed it, they'd have still gone to extra time. Yeah. They wouldn't have lost the game, would they? So I'm not trying to take it. It sounds like I'm trying to take something away from Ian Madigan. I'm not. Ian Madigan, unbelievable shot of goal. Unbelievable. Player, though, like. Yeah, very good player. Very good player. Um, so that was my first point. I know, obviously, you'll have more to say about this. So I'll obviously just give you what. I sort of, I kind of watched the first half downstairs whilst the missus watching TV. So I didn't really listen to it with uh, the commentary. So, um, like I say, I thought, I can see your bits with the referee. Overall, I didn't think he was that bad. Um, there were some glaring misses, which I also, which we've already said, I think he could have got more help. Hamish Watson, I thought, had a blinder. Unbelievable at the breakdown. Um, I think these new breakdown laws are going to suit players like Hamish Watson. Um, James Davis. He almost waits for it. Have you seen it when he when you when I watch Harris Watson play now? He literally he might be like he, he just lets the guy in front of him make the tackle. Yeah, as hovers. Soon as he makes that tackle. He's just yeah. he hovers. He's just in, and yeah. you're just like, yeah. and you only yeah. got to be on it now. All you do is lift the man up, and yeah, yeah. If he's, he's still on the ball. It's, it's a penalty. I I think players like him, James Davis, you know, people like Tom Curry, Tipperick. All those great people who are good on the floor as well. They're, they're, they've got more opportunities. That thing that Hamish Watson does, I, I, and I'm not saying this, but like it's quite a good comparison for Hamish Watson. That's that is something Sam Warburton was brilliant at. He knew when to pick and choose his opportunities. Hovered, waited, and then clamps down. That low centre of gravity it actually helps Hamish Watson that he's not the biggest bloke. Yeah. 
because he can get down on the ball. But yeah, I thought he was. I thought he was. Uh, he was top class. Um, basically, that's my review of the game, mate. It was pretty poor. Some good tries, though. Some good tries from Edinburgh. Um, and good. Um, yeah. Some good comeback from Ulster at the end of the day as well. You got to remember Ulster. I think Cooney went off. He wasn't fully fit. Off, off uh, at half time, yeah. Off at half time, um, and you know, considering how good Cooney's been all season, people talking about him being in the Lions squad and stuff, um, actually makes Ulster's comeback in the second half a little bit better because uh, you're missing a player of that high quality. But I, at the same time, I do think I'm with you, mate. I think it's more disappointing from Edinburgh being so far up. I thought they controlled the game quite well. Um, yeah, I just think may, maybe that inexperience. I don't know because, uh, like you said, I think it was, you say it was their first semi-final in the yeah. pro, pro league thing. So yeah. a bit of inexperience. They would have been. Uh, this is not derogatory. They'd have been used to the atmosphere because when they play it, at, in, <laughs> no, I, I'm just, I know it sounds horrible, but when they play at Murrayfield, um, usually in league games. Yeah, you only get seven thousand there anyway. Yeah, and it's a big stadium. Yeah, it's yeah. a big stadium. So you know, um, they had they had everything in their favour to do well, but I think the inexperience, not necessarily be, maybe being in them pressure games, maybe was at their detriment. I think, I think they've lost four knockout games out of four under Cockers as well. So, oh, uh, yeah, uh, which is a not a, not a great record. So yeah, I am. So my kind of opinion of the game. So I watched it. Um, and like first half, obviously we five and up. And I was like, Edinburgh are comfortable here. I wasn't worried at all. I thought Ulster had, had a go, and I thought defensively we looked very, very good. Well, I, I thought we'd left points out there in the, uh, in the first half, and do I made that break? Um, Christine as well could have offloaded at one point, uh, which would have put um, Bennett, I think, through. So there was a one or two. Like I thought, if we'd got them offloads, you know, we'd have got in half time. And I think if we'd got in half time, like two scores up I think that might have been it I think that might have took the wind out of the sails and then I think we might have coasted but obviously we've only been one score down obviously Ulster you know had still loads of play for second half even then in the second half I thought you know when we went 12 points up I was like we're comfortable here and then um, clearly Duan was injured people were saying like Ulster did really well to keep him out of the game in the second half he was clearly injured it wasn't that Ulster did anything in particular what Ulster did do tactically that in my opinion changed the game they obviously saw a fault or something, a weakness in the Edinburgh's defensive line when they kept going back to the blind side. And every time they went to that blind side on the right, right-hand right side, um, they looked dangerous. And um, that seemed to be where the tries were coming from uh, or certainly where, where the line breaks and things that came from. So I don't know what it was there. Um, I don't know if that was the wing that Duan was defending or, if, uh, or what. But that seemed to be where they found um, a lot of space and a, and a lot of opportunities. And that seemed to be where they, where they beat Edinburgh as well. Edinburgh, you know, in my opinion, they should have got the ball into, Vanda, uh, into Jacko's hands a, a little bit more and got him kicking the ball, put it into good areas. And uh, we just seemed to not do that. Um, but we didn't take our chances. Like Mark Bennett had that break. And uh, he probably shouldn't have passed it. He should have looked to kick it inside. And I think we'd have been in. But he tried to pass it. It was a great interception by Burns, in fairness to him. Oh, yeah, yeah. The, the game was it was it was there for the taking, but the last twenty minutes. I mean, also as well, Edinburgh looked like they were fucked. They looked like they totally like Grant Gilchrist gave two penalties away, and uh, where he just where he made the tackle. I think one of them he got pinned in, but he didn't even try to get out of the way. And he just looked fucked, absolutely knackered. Uh, and then the penalty at the end, you know, it was what it was. Obviously, you see a ball out there, you're always going to put your hand out. 
you know, if he'd, if he'd made it stick, everyone would call him a hero, but it travelled a long way, you know, so he had time to think about it. Yeah. Um, but all fair play to also, like you say, they, they, they stuck with it and they found a way to win. And I think that's what Edinburgh have been doing in the league games. You know, when they've not played well, they found a way to win. Well, when it's knockout rugby, you know, if you're not playing well, or certainly weren't in the last 20, you've still got to find that way to win and tough it out. And like I spoke before about Cocker saying, you know, people have got to stand up. You've got Scotland, Scotland Nationals. Well, we were winning and they took McAnally off. McAnally is your captain. You know, and they took him off. So I would say don't take your leader off if it's a close game like that, personally. Uh, but then uh, I suppose Ulster, they took Burns off. He was their captain and brought Madigan on and, and he won the game for him. Whereas... Uh, they brought uh, Williamson. They brought Williamson on for McAnally, and you could argue he lost the game for him. So, uh... yeah. I mean, do you think um, maybe a bit of inexperience on the bench? I know Jamie Ritchie came off the bench, didn't he? Yeah, but... Jamie Ritchie came came on. Um, I mean, it's one of them. For I think for all the players that came on um, for Edinburgh in particular, because for the last twenty, we were on the back foot. It's a very difficult game to come back come on for. Uh, whereas obviously um, when uh, Madigan's come on, Ulster on the front foot. They might have been behind, but they're on the front foot, so it's probably a bit easier for, for someone like him to come on when you're you're on the front foot. Plus, he's uh, an, they're bringing on a very experienced player, though, aren't they? As well, they're, he is a very they're bringing on player, a player who's played in World Cups and stuff as well. It's a big yeah. difference, isn't it? Yeah, I suppose so. But I mean, like you say, Jamie Ritchie's a, an experienced player. Um, I'm trying to think who else came on. Um, I can't remember. Charlie Shield. Scrum off, didn't he? Oh, yeah, so obviously he's not experienced. I don't know if Pergos is injured then or or what what the crack is with Pergos. But yeah, someone like Pergos would because he'd have just started put he'd have put in some you're up and unders and, and things like that he'd have probably got him to try playing in the in the the right area. Say what you want about Pergos, his, his game management is pretty good. Um who else came on in centre? Yeah, uh we had George Taylor, we're probably not the most experienced. Yeah, you could argue that maybe. Maybe our inexperienced bench cost us a little bit, but there's still good players. There's still good players on that bench to come on, and like um, Cocker said, they've got they've got to step up. You know, this is the this is it. You know, um, I say hopefully they take the, the frustration through to the quarterfinals with Bordeaux, and I, you know, I, I still think with with Rod Rada gone, you know, Bordeaux are beatable. Um, but then you you know if they do win that, they've probably got a semi final with Bristol, which will be uh, would be a very tough game. Yeah, I mean, talk about that. That decision at the end. I know we spoke about it before about Frank Murphy. I, I I'm going to give him top credit for that because some referees might have technically just gone knock on scrum, and oh, I think like, like the one did in the Lions game, the, <laughs> the offside. That was accidental offside. Yeah, that was that was yeah. top class captaincy. That mate. That <laughs> good talking from Sam Warburton. Um, and yeah, I've got to give him. I know obviously it was detrimental to Edinburgh, but you've got to give him a lot of credit for that. I mean, I watched that. I remember watching. It. I was I was in bed watching the game, and he did that, and straight away I just thought, "You fucking idiot!" And like you said, listen, if he'd have caught it, there was no chance he was catching it. But if he'd have caught it, obviously people would have been going, "Oh, he just won the game." I suppose that's a fifty-fifty. I I just think those fifty-fifties. You want a centre or a winger doing that? not your hooker. Um, but, you know, you live and die by the sword, don't you? And unfortunately, you know, uh, what you've got to hope for Edinburgh is that they learn from it. And not necessarily, I know you're saying about the European games, hopefully they take it into that. But hopefully, this season can't be a one-off for them. It needs to be consistent now that they're hitting semi-finals. 
um, doing well in Europe. It can't just be because I know Co- uh, Cockers has been he's been building over the few seasons, hasn't he? Yeah, but I think he's got Edinburgh where he wants them now. I, I, every coach would like more money to bring more players in and stuff. But where he's got them now, I think he's got them where he wants them. He's got a um, a good team. Uh, maybe the squad needs a bit more experience. Maybe not. Um, for Edinburgh now, it's about kicking on, about being consistent now. Glasgow did it for a good few years, didn't they? They consistently, they, I mean, they end up winning it, but they were consistently always up there. I think that's what Edinburgh need now. Um, but it's only good for Scottish rugby, isn't it? If Edinburgh are doing well, hitting semi-finals, um, hopefully it, it goes to the national side, where, you know, when they're under pressure, they can learn from these things. Yeah, hopefully. But, I mean, looking at Lions, Gatlin's, Gatlin might watch that game and go, well, there's another big game Scottish players couldn't stand. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Um, obviously, there is games. We'll, uh, we'll segue away from Gatland. Um, uh, so, a nice little segue. You did talk about uh, Edinburgh playing Bordeaux on the 19th of September. Half 12 kickoff. Strange one, that, isn't it? Yeah, well, I don't know what's going to happen with it because obviously France is still. We don't know what the old yeah. COVID situation well, all, is going to be. All the football teams are, uh, are travelling, aren't they? Yeah. So. Um, so you got Bordeaux versus Edinburgh, uh, or the Friday night. Sorry, I should have said the Friday night. You've got Dragons versus Bristol, or Bristol versus Dragons are away. Uh, quarter to eight Friday night. Uh, you got the Bordeaux Edinburgh game half twelve on the Saturday nineteenth, and then you got Toulon Scarlets at quarter past eight on the nineteenth. Um, the Dragons. Are we, just, are, we, are we just giving these a quick preview and doing them again next week, or are we yeah, going course, in? On... Yeah, no, no, no. We'll do a quick one and then hopefully. Uh, by this time next, we might do it a bit later just to see if the teams come out. Oh yeah, good uh, show. Uh, maybe do it later on in the week, uh, maybe Thursday. Or if we do it on the Friday, it'll be out, won't it? Either way, we'll 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 sort about. No, we'll just do a quick overview, really. To be honest, um, the Dragons Bristol game. This to me, this game is how serious Bristol are going to take it, um, because they're still fighting for the top four in the Premiership. Um, so and obviously the English teams are playing a lot of games at the moment aren't they they're playing weekend and midweek um, yeah so listen Bristol turn up with their big guns I think I think the Dragons can give them a decent game but I fully expect Bristol to win you know? I think if Bristol turn up with their big guns it's not even close personally uh, I think I, listen I think they win easily um, but uh, yeah, I think Dragons can can give them a game, but I think Bristol win easily. Don't get me wrong; if they turn up with Piatar and Radraja and all them, um, definitely Bristol win. <laughs> definitely Bristol win. I just it, it, to me for the Dragons, I just want to see them play well, compete, um, keep improving. I do think they're improving. I think the signs are made of good. I've already said this many a time. So yeah, that's a given to me. Bristol. Now, if Bristol are concentrating on the Premiership and they put a mixed team out, you never know. It's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a yeah, yeah. And it's a one-off game, isn't it? Yeah. So, oh, anything, one for the one for the news as well. Sam Davis, he's uh, agreed. To oh shit! Yeah, now. yeah. He's staying for the rest of the year, isn't he? Yeah. So it's only for the rest of the year, and then obviously I think we'll see after that. Uh, hopefully, all this COVID thing sorted out, and and he stays because he's a good player. Well done, well remembered. Um, then you've got. Well, we'll go on to the game which will be played early. So you've got Bordeaux, Edinburgh. 
Yeah, I, so I, I, I'm about Bordeaux at the moment. I know they lost Radrajo, so always tough though because you got to play in France, haven't you? Yeah. So for me, I think Edinburgh. I don't think they'll change too much in terms of personnel. I think Jamie Ritchie will come back in and start personally, um, and obviously he might rotate Schumann and Sutherland. I don't know, um, but other than that, I think he'll. If it depend on injuries, I don't think he'll change much. I think that was almost like the first choice team you might put Taylor in uh, instead of uh, Christine Christine was okay in patches um, but what I don't which, like I'd say it depends what you want uh, Christine probably better defensively Taylor better probably going forward um, you know what Edinburgh did do well where, whether it was Matt Scott or Taylor playing at the inside inside centre um, earlier in the season the, they were the 12s were making the line break a lot of line breaks um, and obviously uh, Christine doesn't do that as much but I think he'll go for pretty much the same team and it'll just be what Edinburgh you get if you get the Edinburgh that's all fired up because they got beat in the semi-final and they want to prove a point then I think they can go there and win if you've got the Edinburgh that are like sulking because they got beat in the, in the semi-final feeling sorry for themselves then, then Bordeaux win and win, win comfortably so it'll be, uh, it'll be interesting to see Yeah, I mean I uh... Obviously, before before we do this next week, I'll, I'll research Bordeaux a little bit. I realise they had uh, Rad Raj. I think they've had a, a coach and change as well. Oh, listen, everyone knows, tough going over to France. Uh, you know the forwards are going to be decent. Um, yeah. You know, that, it's that sort of game in France. Um, yeah, tough tough game. Uh, I don't know what, I don't know how to call that. I don't know how to, how to call that. I'd have to look in. I'll have to do a bit of research in Bordeaux. I think Edinburgh might fancy the chances. Um the French leagues only started. They played this weekend, didn't they? Yeah, I'm just trying so, to first see how they got on. Um, so obviously they'll probably play again this weekend. So they'll have two games in the bag. Whereas Edinburgh, were Bordeaux, Bordeaux didn't play. The game was Stade Francais was a uh, oh, yeah cancelled because basically the majority of the team had Corona, didn't they? Or COVID, yeah. whatever you call it. Um, so yeah, tough one to call. I, listen, my head would say Bordeaux just because you're away. And, yeah, agree to. And it's 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 how hard it is to win in France. Everyone knows how hard it is to win in France. But listen, any given day, Edinburgh have got a very strong team now. And if they can bounce back and, and play some rugby, you know, if, if, if Bordeaux, Bordeaux might only have one game before this. Edinburgh have had three games. They'll have a, they'll have a couple of weeks rest to work on stuff. You know, there's a chance. There's a very good chance. Um, I, I'm only calling it because they're away from home, to, to be fair, that's all. Uh, and then the game on Saturday night, Toulon versus Scarlet. That's a toughie. <laughs> that's a tough one. Uh, Where's that? It, that's in Toulon, yeah. It's, it's in France. So, uh, same again. I would be probably leaning towards a Toulon win. I will say Scarlet, uh, Room Razit, uh, Jonathan Davis, Liam Williams, Gareth Davis. Not sure about Patchell. Uh, apparently. Half Benny, I think, is going to be fit. I think they're going to have, they're going to be full bore almost. But, Toulon got uh, beat by La Rochelle on the weekend. Yeah, I'm not sure Toulon are the, the same team. Obviously, listen, like a whole load of top class players. You know, no one can deny that. Um, I think Scarlets Kingdom the game. Same again. I'll say the same thing for Bordeaux Edinburgh. Scarlets are going to go to Toulon. Tough place to go. They have European pedigree. Probably shouldn't be playing in this competition. Um, superstars everywhere. 
I, I'd expect a two-long victory, but I, I actually quite fancy Scarlets to give them a bit of a game. It, to me, if the Scarlets can, if the Scarlets can have parity in the forwards, they've got the backs to do damage, and the way they want to play the game. Uh, but listen, too long, got to be favourites. Hundred percent, got to be favourites. There's no, no denying that. Agreed. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. I think you'd go uh, Bristol. Um... Bordeaux and Toulon, if you were betting, wouldn't you? Yeah, 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 you would. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, we can all, we can all be, we can all. I mean, listen, I think you know, I'm positive, I'm positive on the Scarlets in Edinburgh, the Dragons, little less so, um, only because, you know, any given day, I think the Scarlets can, you know, the, the full team can compete with anyone, I think, uh, and beat them. I think they'd already beaten Toulon in a group and Toulon. They, they, the Scarlets beat them at home or away, I can't remember. So Scarlets and Toulon were in the in the group stage together as well. A little bit yeah, like Bordeaux, so, Edinburgh. So it's so stupid. Yeah, it's yeah. so stupid. Um, so obviously they know they know enough about each other um, and there's, there'll, there'll have been changes and stuff, you know. So yeah, I, I actually fancy Scarlets Edinburgh to have a good go, you know, hopefully get wins. Be tough, but I think that they. I think there's 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 more for Edinburgh and Scarlets fans to be uh, positive about than, than the Dragons, really. Yeah, fingers yeah. crossed. Listen, I hope the Dragons give give Bristol a good game. I think they. I think they can. I just think if they go full ball, uh, Bristol. Um, yeah, maybe not, but let's hope they can. Uh, they're concentrating on the league rather than the uh, challenge. <laughs> Right, Fab. Right, so we've used enough of your data, I think. Um, so obviously next week, um, I think we've already sort of spoiled it, but uh, we'll, we'll do a rundown of the three European games. Obviously, there's uh, two Welsh teams, the Dragons and Scarlets, and obviously Edinburgh playing. Hopefully, um, might be a little bit later in the week so we can uh, get some of the teams, uh, team news in. The Dragons Bristol team you should be out Wednesday, maybe Thursday. So we might have so, to so with um, the Bristol game, just thingy, they went full ball last night against Northampton, so they'll go rest this weekend. They'll go rest this week. Yeah. So I reckon yeah. they'll go full full against the yeah. thingy, but yeah. we'll see. Um so we'll review that. Um obviously we'll talk about any other news that comes out in the week. Uh, any questions, anything you want us to discuss, anything you want us to talk about? Um, thank you very much Brian Lott asking where the pod was we've got a fan we've got one fan <laughs> just happens to be one of our mates as well to be Bryce Bryce is Bryce legend um, but yeah like any suggestions uh, might put something up on Twitter and Instagram just to see if people have got anything to say obviously uh, let us know your opinions on what, we, what we've said really uh, whether you agree, whether you don't agree, um, I'm sure some people will, some people won't. I think the Farrell thing, people will be on the fence. Tell us what you think about the Eight Nations. Actually, I'd like to hear people's opinions on the Eight Nations. Whether they're disappointed South Africa's not involved, whether they're happy that George is in, uh, whether they're disappointed Japan didn't come over. Uh, yeah, let us know. Leave us a review if you can on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, where you can find us. Uh, just helps helps us uh, get our name out there a little bit. 
if you do want to get in touch with us, you've got our Facebook, which is Dragon Thistle Rugby, Instagram, which is Dragon Thistle Rugby, and you can get us on Twitter at DT Rugby Pod. Anything to add, mate? Yeah, you still need to do forfeits from Tass versus Jocks. Oh, oh mate, I've done them. <laughs> Bullshit. I've done them on your leaving day, mate, before you went to prison. Um, you just can't remember it because you were you were gone, mate. You were right, mate. Yeah, I rem- I think I remember a lot more than you do that night. Nah, mate. Nah. nah. <laughs> I only have, so you I still only need have. a few forfeits. All right. Yeah, we, could okay. discuss, we could discuss in the week whether we want to do another... Task versus Jock's quiz. Yeah, I, no, I think we should. I, so what I'll try and do, as I'm out on Saturday, I'll try and do a couple of things if you want. I'll drink some fucking shit mixes or something at the weekend. How's that sound? Uh, I want to you to go out on Saturday with glitter, glitter in your beard. Glitter in my beard. So don't trim do the beard. Okay, I'll don't do trim the beard. beard. Throw some glitter in the beard. Yeah, if I can find some stuff that will stick in the beard, yeah. Happy days. All right, I'll do that. Um, I'll be one done. And then maybe do a drink, do some stupid fucking drink challenge or something like that. You like drink? You like drinking, though, so it's not a challenge. Yeah, but you know what? I'm like with shots now and stuff like that, mate. Makes me messy, makes me want to be sick. Um, I'm not a big fan of a few drinks. I do like to drink. Like, to be honest, like, anyone listening to the pod probably gets the impression that I like to drink. Um. Because by the time we do this next week, I'll probably be telling you a story about how bad I was on Saturday. <laughs> All right, then. Okay, so we'll let Mike uh, get back there. Uh, you can hear the, the prison warden in the background there. <laughs> guy, guy asking for his soap back in the showers there, mate. Oh, don't say that. Lovely. <laughs> just uh, just, just pick that soap up for us, then, mate. Fuck off. I'm not in right. I'm Just so everyone knows, I'm not in prison. Feels like no, I'm in prison, but I'm not listen, in prison. He's not, in pri- he's not in prison, wink, wink. All right. He's not yeah. in prison. He is. He is, he isn't. Just leave it now. Right, okay. Thanks very much for listening. And tune in next week. Like you say, if you've got anything you want us to talk about, obviously, I think after, depending on if any of the teams get to the finals, there's going to be a bit of lull in rugby until sort of start of October. So if there's any any sort of subjects as well you want us to talk about, anything you want us to discuss for a pod, we're up for anything, really. We'll uh, We can do our research. Uh, better than we usually do and uh, we can talk about it so brilliant thanks very much mate I'll uh, I'll speak to you soon take care bye alright mate and you in a bit try bye bye